Wake up on Metro FM. This is Nighty Nice with Bees and Things. Owen Honey was reminded to download the song. Uh, have you downloaded? Yeah, you got it. Oh, got it. Brilliant. And there's an intr- instrumental version. So oh, got both of it. Okay, I don't have that one. Then yeah. Maybe I need to just update my collection there with the instrumental version. 8.41, you're waking up on Metro FM today. And we're having a very fascinating conversation, which we'd actually like you to be a part of by sending us your voice notes on 60 552 We're talking about performing your rituals. Uh, from an African point of view, while living in suburban South Africa, mm. where we know um, juxtaposed with growing up in the townships or in the rural areas is a very different reality um, because of the spatial planning, the structural layout of living in the suburbs with its apartments, townhouses, clusters, you know, estates, etc. And also, not the buildings, but the people mm. you're sharing the community with, whom are also white people and people of different races, etc. And... We want to talk about what your experience has been practicing your African uh, spirituality rituals, living in suburban South Africa, whether it involves, um, you know, uh, music, singing, drums, any other ritual. I know some people use animals in the process, Mm. um, etc., when communicating with their ancestors. So all of those things is what we want to talk about today. And our guest this morning um, has a story which basically gives a backdrop to this conversation. Koko Nomi, Togoz. We are well, um, and we're just uh, swinging day by day. We hope you're well too. I'm very, very good. Thank you for having me, guys. So tell us your story as we sort of segue into this conversation. So I think the back end of my story is that um, we had a ritual this weekend, mm. you know, um, very, very sacred ceremony, which we did communicate to our community and to everyone around. Um, I, I personally didn't have an issue, but I know I had another healer, um, who I won't name, who had a similar ceremony. Mm. And the outrage in the community group really got me concerned. Um, and I think the worst thing is actually, it's the African people who have the issue, you know? Mm. Sure. So we have tolerance from our other neighbors, but I think it, it's very different how African people treat um, when we are going to do, for example, a drumming ceremony over the weekend, you mm. know? And this made me really ask myself if as human beings we are tolerant, but also, like, why is it okay that we tolerate everybody else's um, ceremonies or rituals? Mm. And when it comes to ours, it's like it's like one weekend, you know? But that one weekend, you are made to literally feel like you're making the biggest mistake of your life. Mm. But this is something that you have to do. You are paying rates in that community. You are making sure that on a day-to-day basis, whatever else you're adhering to. Mm. But this one weekend, that has a lot to do with who you are and where you even get your provision maybe um, is something that basically your whole community is shunning. So you're scared. You're Mm. even scared to have people park just close to someone else's home because honestly speaking, you don't know what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's quite a thing. And what was the, what what is the essence here? Is it because it's in suburban South Africa? Are you saying that if this was a ceremony performed in, in the townships or, you know, in the rural areas, that th- there wouldn't have been a complaint I from mean, neighbors. This is one of the things that I've heard actually. Yeah. Um. That oh no, but these things should be done in a village, you know, hmm. or wow. shouldn't mm-hmm. they be done? This was a message actually. Shouldn't these be done um in an area that's um maybe for churches or you know where people do things oh, like I see. these? That's 
Hashtag zoning. Yeah. Um, and for me, I, I, I don't know, because I'm still also a corporate person. I still have a day job. I do yeah. so many other things. Sure. So I lack the understanding as to why certain things that we do do are now suddenly having to be zoned and put in certain areas. And these are communities that some of us grew up in. Mm. Sure. Mm. I grew up in that area. I went to both my primary schools in that area. Mm. So I, I lack the understanding of why then I'm not accepted yeah. now that, I, that I'm older. Gogonomi, do you think maybe it's a thing of, of fear? Uh, maybe because what is happening, it might trickle over to them. They're not involved, but they are somewhat because they can hear the drums, maybe smell them, Pepe, or maybe hear uh, the, the uh, you know, slaughtering of the animal, whatever. They, they fear what they don't know. Maybe that's a situation of what's happening uh, next door. I think that's okay, Kujo, but I think we mustn't make excuses. Some of it is deep disrespect, mm. you know. Mm. It's Simple. deep disrespect to somebody else's culture, yeah. to mm. just really understanding that there are other things that exist out there, outside sure. of what you know, mm. you know. And if you're open, then you'll look at it that way to say, oh, this is different. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all it is. Let's get into the nitty gritties. For example, Ugpatha in your mm. townhouse in Midrand or wherever in Umslanga, <laughs> etc. Ocean View. <laughs> and then you, now you want to Patha there. Mm. I mean, some people might say, yeah, well, go, let me go home. Because that's seemingly where my ancestors are. Mm. What's your take on that? You know, can, can, can you do these things anyway? Is it fine in your townhouse that you're probably even renting? Maybe it's not yours also. Things mm. like that. I think my issue for me is I always ask my clients, so if you're going to pasha at home, mm. do you not need them the rest of the year? Yeah. Like, do you mm. not need your ancestors the whole time? Um, for me, it's like if you live in a townhouse, mm. um, as a Zulu person, you don't burn in Pepo Valley because there's rules and regulations. Like me as a female, if I wasn't a healer, I wouldn't be able to burn in Pepo. I have an elder who must burn in Pepo for me. So that's different. Okay. Mm. T t yeah. T maybe in, in a nugget, explain that concept for yeah. me. So I think it's the concept, okay. you know, that there is one person in the home who right. has been chosen to do these rituals, to burn in pepper in the home and speak on everybody's behalf. I see. Mm. You know? Right, right. But what I, I would say to people is that then maybe you must have a candle, maybe you must have your water, you know? Mm. Um, because for me, umsamo is also yourself, mm. you know? So umsamo is what is called a shrine in English, mm. but you cannot say that I'm going to go to Durban once a year and then everything is going to be okay if you're a spiritual person. For sure. You know? So I believe that maybe you should have like a little corner where there's water, mm, space. Um, mm. where there's maybe um, a man, for mm. example. But if you also feel that maybe that's an issue for you, then you can move and find yourself a place outdoors. So I'm big on water. Sure. I, I'm big on rivers. You mm. know, I believe deeply in going to a river mm. with your ancestors. But I think in the beginning, you do need to introduce your ancestors to that place. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes, you know, Gognomi, you, you are living there maybe temporarily. Mm. And then you move into a spot that you, you're now going to hire out or what, or sorry, hi, you, you, you're renting it and etc. Um, should I be performing anything? Or should I only be doing that once it's my home that I've bought, that I know, all right, this is a bond, I'm going to be there for the next 100 years, etc. I think we can look at two different processes, right? Mm. There's the process of introducing your ancestors into a home mm -hmm. and then um, strengthening formally 
your home. Right. Mm. This is what I would say you do when you've bought a home. Right. You know, but introducing this space to your ancestors and saying, this is where I am currently. If you're looking for me, this is where you'll find me. Mm. That you have to do. Sure. It doesn't matter you. whose home it is. Okay. Because I'm also thinking, let's say I, I buy a, a townhouse that I want to rent out. And then I happen to be a spiritual person and I go and I say, okay, well, please look after, this is my asset and I'm going to be using it to try to generate some, some income and wealth. Then Nomi comes again. Mm. She's now the tenant. She also now... Uh, my ancestors. So, is there no clash of, of spirits there? I don't think so. I don't think so, guys, because you've yeah. also been clear to say this is what the premises are for. Right. I think, right. you know, okay. there's this saying that our ancestors aren't as smart, but yeah. that's why you need to guide them in understanding things. Don't just say, oh, I've bought, bought this place and now they're assuming that you're going to stay there. Yeah. No. Yeah. You need to say this yeah. is a place where you, there will be different feet walking into the space constantly. There are different people that you'll see and actually can you also create peace and cohesion for them mm. so that when they're here for example there aren't any disruptions i'm asking you to guard this place yeah. outside of the other place that you're guarding for me too right now gogo let's talk about i mean most talking about the renting and all of that but i've got property and now kinali back room this back room is now my sacred space um, I don't know how to pronounce the correct term of what we call it. Maybe you can correct me on that. Uh, but what happens there when, you know, it's an issue for your neighbors because the particular sacred space that you have is close to their main bedroom, you know, and here you are uh, with the drums. Maybe you are hearing somebody who's getting cleansed and, you know, the one where you're taking out a, a particular spirit Whatever. and now there's, there's, there's noise now, and they yeah. fear. But what happens there, uh, like you're saying, people in the community don't understand, but now I've got the sacred space. So I've stayed in a community that was very intolerant, right? Mm. Um, and I think, so there's this concept of where you have to scream when you walk into the yard if mm. you're in chaining. And my neighbor thought like someone was being stabbed. Sure. But you know, the difference is that my neighbor actually came to me and just asked me, what is that? Yeah. And, 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 and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it's a knowledge-seeking exercise. Yes. Yeah. And it was yeah. just very easy for me to explain and, and to just say, this is what this is. Mm. Please, can you understand? And from then on, my neighbor actually never bothered me again because wow. he now knew what it was absolutely wow. i like that um we'll, we'll wrap up in just a moment uh, we'll take a, a breather and uh, we'll wrap up our fascinating conversation with ukok nomi as we chat about practicing african spirituality and the rituals thereof in suburban south africa very interesting conversation but also some great insights as well Right, the bridge is coming up next. DJ Sabi's on standby. Uh, today we had an interesting chat with Ukoko Nomi talking about performing African spiritual rituals. And um, I mean, in closing, you know, uh, as we sort of wrap this conversation, Koko, what's your, you know, parting um, shot in terms of um, what people should do if they want to proceed? And not just those who are healers. And, and while you think about that, we've got a couple, a couple of comments coming in. Correct. We've got a tweet coming through here from Tobeka Pete saying, yo, my in-law once did umsebenzi in the burbs. She had to slaughter sheep and chickens. Her neighbor called SPCA for animal cruelty. Now she does ceremonies in Makaya. Her state doesn't allow any type of slaughtering anymore since then. Yeah, and I think I mean, our right to express ourselves culturally, you know, mm. is that not more important than whatever neighborly peace that people are looking for? And where are we again in the world? Isn't this Africa? Mm. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I, it always gets me worked up. 
So before I go red beret on that tweet, let me just uh, wrap up this conversation, Kognomi. Yeah, so I think communication is so important, guys, um, especially in terms of an area where you are living with other people. Um, don't say that you're a nice person or that you're a tolerant person if you're not willing to be there for each other because you have no idea when you might need the help of that very person who, for example, you are now stopping from doing this ritual, number one. Mm. But number two... It's, it's an opportunity for you to learn. Mm. It's an opportunity for you to grow and have a full understanding of other people's cultures. Why would you not take that up in mm. a country that is called a rainbow nation, you know? Yeah. So I think that we need to be kinder to each other and we really need to be more open as human beings so that we can live together better. And also us as African people, I think we need to fight, you know, we, we need not keep quiet about matters that really put us down. And I'm very, very sorry to this person, mm. but I would never, I would never decide to go do a ceremony at a rural area because this is also what my ancestors have gifted me with mm. for me to be able to live in that area. The provision comes from them, mm. you know, Absolutely. who's guarding me in my home. If Mina, I'm going to go do things in Eastern Cape yep. or KZN. Gognomi, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you as always. Thank you. Tell us. Right, DJ Sabi is coming up next.